Hello, and thank you for listening to this latest episode of our Unsolved Podcast. I'm David Lydon. Have you ever wanted to solve a cold case? Students at one Michigan college are doing just that. Western Michigan's cold case program is still very much in its infancy, but they've already helped state police solve one cold case. First, let's get to know the program itself and the program's director, Dr. Ashlyn Kirsten, who's a professor of sociology and teaches in the criminal justice studies program at Western Michigan University. So um, I had a large grant from the federal government to set up an innocence project on our college campus and train undergraduates. And one of my guest speakers that I had come in was First Lieutenant uh, Chuck Christensen from the Michigan State Police. And just in the course of working with him over a couple of years, we were talking about good police investigation techniques. He mentioned that MSP has this backlog of cold cases. And I said, oh, how ironic is that? Because I have all these students interested in biology and chemistry and criminal justice and law. And I'm always looking for good research projects for for them. And um, I went home on Christmas break, and I couldn't. You know, you know when you just have something happens to you, um, and you just get creepy crawlies up your back, and you just know this was what you were meant to be, you were meant to do. And so I came back after the holidays and called him and said, I got a great idea. You see where I'm going with mm -hmm. this? I got perfect research questions for a bunch of really eager undergraduate students who can take a real world research project and turn it into relief for some of these victims' families. I, I just think it's, it's a great use of our public funds and it's creating a great student for the world that they're living in. And these students are doing work that is tedious and oftentimes time-consuming for the detectives that can at least speed up the process in going down different avenues to investigate. You're exactly right and, and I think one thing that bears mentioning on this is oftentimes learning is very tedious work but these students are going through literally page by page several thousand pages of um, a police file and in the course of looking through that police file they're going to learn what an autopsy looks like and what a supplemental report with MSP looks like etc um, and for a seasoned detective they don't need to look through each page so diligently so I think it's a great marrying of, of a need and um, a benefit that these students can provide so I just think it's great it's a great idea. So when did the program get up and running here mm -hmm. in Kalamazoo? About 2020, which of course you may remember also coincides with, with COVID. So there was a few of starts and stops where we'd get going and then COVID would somewhat shut us down or entirely shut you down because the students are, you know, in very close quarters with one another for extended periods of time. So about 2020, we were given our first case and um, we got a positive identification in 2021. And um, in April of this year, um, the the bad guy pled out, and so uh, we got um, a sentencing that we got to go to. Your program has been up and running roughly two years, <laughs> and you've already helped with one. I know conviction. it makes it That's sound. That's got to be a really good feeling. I know it makes it sound really good, doesn't it? I love <laughs> this. We have a hundred percent success. I keep telling everybody that real quick. No, we're working on other cases uh, so far this year, all around Michigan. And uh, I hope we have similar success. But even if we don't, um, I still think that it's serving a really good 
public purpose, public good. These students really are the leaders of tomorrow. They are the most educated people that we have in American society. And so regardless of what they decide to do, how cool is that, that they have seen in detail what a police uh, file looks like. They have seen in detail what good policing looks like. I think that's really important considering many of the controversies that are going on in American society today. And they're not just seeing a police file from a drug bust or mm -hmm. a minor bank robbery. They're seeing some pretty major case files containing some pretty heavy stuff. You're right. They. This is pretty serious stuff. Um, I am really, really trusting them. And maybe I should say more specifically, Michigan State Police is also really trusting them. And so I make sure um, I've chosen very carefully who's in this program. I meet individually with each student and make sure that they realize the enormity of what they're reading because some of what they read is, is very troubling. You know, most of us don't um, have to see things like that in our day-to-day -day life. But also they're dealing with information in meeting with the detectives that cannot be made public at yeah. certain points in the investigation. Yeah, so the, there's a lot on these young students' backs here in this program. I meet individually with each student. They are very well aware of um, the enormity of what I'm trusting them to do. They're meeting with the detectives. They're, we're talking about real people in real time. Not all of it's pretty. Um, all of it is pretty salacious. Uh, it would look really great on their social media um, accounts. And um, I, I don't know how to explain it other than to just say I got the grooviest students. I haven't had a single problem with uh, a student violating the, uh, the confidentiality that Michigan State Police is putting on this program. And I don't see any reason why there would be any violations of that. So. Uh, I think students rise to the occasion. I think when you tell them that you believe wholeheartedly in them, um, I, I think they rise to the occasion. You've had one solve in two yeah. years. You've got students that are taking this stuff on. You're trusting them. What's <sighs> been your favorite part? of this whole journey oh, that's still that's very so, much in its infancy. Oh, that is so easy. My favorite, favorite, favorite part is the aha moments. The, um, you'll see these students that they're, they start off, you know, kind of intimidated. You're talking about this huge file and thousands and thousands of pages and, and not all of it is really easy to read, it, either emotionally hard or it's, it's, you know, it, we were just dealing with onion skin paper uh, that was like from the 1970s. It's just hard to read stuff. And they plow through it and they're working so hard, they're not getting anything back. And then all of a sudden one day the light bulb comes on and they say, I have an idea. I have, I have a, a theory of who did it, or I have an addition I want to put on the timeline of this case. And they are so excited, they can't see straight, they can't sit still. That is like the great, I mean, I'm sure that, that any educator would tell you that's exciting, but in this case, it's such real world. Um, that it just has such monumental ramifications. So we immediately call the detectives and say, oh, we got more news for you. So it's been fun. It really has. Anything else you'd like to add or anything else people should know um, about the work that you're doing here? I, I think it's really important that when we're educating students that we make sure that it's not just 
the loudest kid in class or the kid that has the most resources that gets to do programs like this. So I've um, really tried to be careful about choosing um, the, the people here in this program are from a really diverse group. Um, the downside of that is that they, they all are working um, sometimes two jobs, three jobs to make it through college. Um, but I think it's really important that these kids uh, know that they, they too can be Michigan State Police officers or they can be in the FBI and have something like this on their, on their resume. I think that's a really important thing. And hopefully in the long run we end up bringing some peace to some of these victims' families. That would be the best um, because I've seen firsthand what a monumental difference this makes for, for family members to get closure. I don't know exactly what the psychological means are for that, but boy, it sure does seem to make a big difference with these families to know, yeah, it's the worst news you could get about what happened to your family member, but now you know what happened, and there's some closure in that. I like that. And that was Dr. Ashlyn Kirsten, the head of the cold case program at Western Michigan University. Now let's meet the students behind the program. They include Rachel Moore, Savannah Dempsey, Allie Hudson, Ruby Laria, Mackenzie Stoneman, and Sebastian Overa. Each has a unique story on how they found a place and a role in the cold case program. Well, it is a lot, but um, we found this is a really new program, and we found out recently that we could, uh, this is the second year it has occurred. So we all applied for it in the hopes that we could get in. There's not really, a, there's a lot of applicants, but not a lot of people get in. So we were one of the lucky ones to be selected for it on top of all of our schoolwork, but we make it work. Savannah, for you, what drew you into the program? Um, so I am a behavioral science and criminal justice major. I double major. Um, so after taking my first criminal justice class, I was really hooked on both criminal justice and psychology, and um, I thought they would work really well together. So I actually saw um, some media on this program when they had solved the case last year, and I actually um, I searched for a name to email, and then I got in touch with, I believe, Mackenzie first, and then she actually forwarded my email to Dr. K, and it was basically me saying, this looks like an amazing program. I'd love to get involved. Like, is there any way I can? Um, which obviously led me here. I honestly just heard about it from like the news and stuff, and I just thought it was really interesting. And my old professor was like running it at the time, so I emailed her, and then I kind of just got thrown into it, and I've been really excited ever since. For Same you, here. I heard about it in um, the news, so. I knew it was something that I want to go to in my future. Well, I've always been interested in cold cases for as long as I can remember. I kind of grew up watching true crime shows, reading books about unsolved cases, so that's always been something that has been an interest of mine. And I first heard about this program when I read an article on it on Western's website in, I believe it was March of 2021, when the program was first starting to get off the ground and they were beginning to accept applications. Um, so I sent out an email to Dr. K expressing my interest and she got back to me and said that I was in. For you, Sebastian, what brought you in? What drew you in? Oh, uh, well, I come from a rough neighborhood back at my hometown and um, I'm not a state student, so like I'm very like hardworking. And when Dr. Kirsten also like invited me here, I was very stoked to be here. And I automatically said yes. I knew this is what I wanted to do for like the very longest time. Mackenzie said she kind of grew up 
interested in true crime was that the story for you um so? yeah like I've, i was very into like government and criminal justice in, in that field and then like I, like i grew up in a rough neighborhood so i always see like crime and stuff like that so i've always been intrigued in finding out like the true purpose of myself and this was it my calling so tell me about the work that you're doing, the work that you do with Michigan State Police and what they're asking you to do with these cases. So we receive the actual original case files from the state police and you know it's boxes and binders full of paper documents. We start by organizing anything that needs to be organized. We scan documents, we turn it into a PDF document, we read through it, we take our own notes, we um, research anything, the state police ask us to research, and we provide them with tips, anything that we think that they could follow up on. Um, you know, hey, have you re-interviewed this person? Have you tested this piece of evidence? Uh, things of that nature as we're going through that file. Sometimes lending a different perspective. Yeah. As you just heard the students describe, the work at times can be tedious, but also rewarding. Skills that will serve them well in their future careers, even if they don't go a traditional law enforcement route. I have been looking into the FBI. There's a lot of different um, things I've been looking into, but I think the FBI for sure. Um, so I am going more the counseling route. I would love to be a counselor, so grad school is probably going to be the next thing for me. Um, but I would also love to utilize my criminal justice degree as well. So if I could work alongside the police, um, that would be awesome as well. So did either of you grow up, grow up interested in cold cases and solving cold cases? Well, my dad, he is a sergeant detective in Niles, Michigan. So I grew up listening to him and his stories. And I've always been really interested in it. And especially he's been a big part of it too. I honestly didn't even think of going this route. I knew I wanted to be involved with criminal justice, but um, yeah, because the program was so new and everything, I had no idea that that was an, a potential option for me. Um, so no, I didn't really think about that prior to this. So at first we started scanning documents from cold cases that detectives have given us to do. Um, then we make that into a collapse PDF file for detectives to look through on their phone to make it easier for them to go through big binders full of just paperwork of all these cases. Yeah, so that, um, along with that, we just do a lot of teamwork um, regarding talking about the things we're reading. Uh, any kind of maps we can draw out, family trees, anything where we can like take a section of the case and kind of work on that and expand on that. Um, yeah, a lot of it just comes down to team communication, trying to get through all of it, because there's always a lot of parts to it. So. A, lot, a lot of teamwork, yeah. a lot of reading. Yes, mm -hmm. taking notes, lots of notes, lots of anything that can help you, like shortcuts, anything like that. And anything that. that the detectives ask us to help them on, we try to look into it as well and give them feedback on what they're also doing. Did you either of you grow up interested in cold cases or watching you know, Dateline, 48 Hours, true crime podcasts, or was this something that you kind of discovered here in college? I've always been really like into the serial killers, like things like that, following news stories, reading up on like historical ones. It's always been something that kind of fascinated me and I realized that about halfway through college. 
and then I changed my major to this because I just realized I've been interested in it my whole life and I should try to make a career out of it. I always knew I was interested in this, specifically forensics, and I've always watched different documentaries, movies, TV shows, like Dateline, everything like that. I've always been a fan of this sort of stuff. So, What do you want to do um, after you graduate with your, with your degree, with your undergraduate? I like stuff in this area like criminal justice and I know I want to do something there just not fully sure exactly which route whether that's FBI or detective work or forensics but I know I want to do something that has to do with like solving cases. I've always known I want to do something with science definitely biology it's something I've always been good at like my strong suit and combining that with criminal justice is one of my passions and I know I want to be a forensic scientist and work in a lab stuff so like that. you're talking that. like CSI stuff, yeah, and stuff all like the that. technical stuff, the behind the scenes yeah. crime solving. What has been the most fascinating thing about working on a cold case that you didn't think you would enjoy, um, that you've discovered or maybe something about the case where you've had an aha moment as you're going through it? I guess I just I knew that I've always been able to like hyper focus on cases when I've just done research for fun in my spare time and I was really excited with how like fast I was able to throw myself into a case and read through everything and take notes and just kind of analyze it. I was just like really impressed with the information that we were provided with and just how we were all able to work together and like get ideas and actually make progress and meet with detectives. That's been like the best part of it so far. Sort of confirming that yes, this is what I yeah. want to do yeah. with my life. Yeah. For you, Ruby, what's been the most fascinating part about doing this? I definitely think like finding out that our work is actually going to help the victims, families, anyone who's related to the victim. It's definitely been really rewarding knowing that we can give these people the justice they deserve and give back to our community for sure. You may not solve the case with the cases that you're looking at. Is that frustrating or is it hard to not get your hopes up going through these cases with the detectives? You definitely have to keep an open mind because they have been cold for so long. Obviously, they're cold for a reason. And I just think that, you know, focusing on what we have and what we can work on will help us make progress. For you, Allie, is it, is, is it frustrating? Is there sometimes that moment where you just want to know the next thing or find the next thing and you just frustrating to have patience? going through this? I haven't really been frustrated so far. I feel like if we didn't really have hope for it, there'd be no point in like working on it. But it definitely like, at least for me, if I was in the situation of one of the victim's families, I would definitely feel good just knowing that someone was like taking the time after all this time to work on it. All that work paid off in 2022 when state police made an arrest in a case the students helped detectives review. I think for me, the Kind of biggest moment was attending Patrick Gillum's sentencing. I was involved with the Roxanne Wood case and getting to go down there and see that moment of justice and closure and get to meet her family really just drove home how big and important the work we're doing here is. This is why we do it. This is the outcome exactly. that we're working for. With the careers that you're looking at, yeah, what do you think working on these cases and, and working in this environment will do to help you once you leave campus here? I think it's kind of a combination of things. We're getting that hands-on experience right now while we're still in college. We're learning those skills 
from more than just reading them in a textbook, we're applying them. Mm -hmm. But we're also networking, we're meeting people in the field, we're interacting with detectives and showing them what we can do. The cold case program continues this semester at Western Michigan University as the students take on a fresh batch of cases. Other schools here in Michigan have started similar programs, and there's hope even more could be on the way and lead to more breaks in cases that have sat cold for decades. Thank you for listening to this episode of our Unsolved Podcast. For 9 and 10 News, I'm David Lydon.